Check, check. All right, that's chick, recording. Chick, 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 chickens. Cool. <laughs> oh, welcome to the podcast on a Sunday morning. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> All our friends and family and loyal listeners. All 12 of them or however Tw- many we 12 have. to 17. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, How are you doing? Pardon me? How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, I like I had... I feel quite high energy now, but I, I had a horrible sleep. I feel like a barista gave me like accidental caffeine yesterday. So that was my last night, but here we are. So I'm feeling peppy now. What about you? Yeah, feeling all right. Pretty, um, definitely not peppy. I'm, I was up pretty late last night, but. Oh, are you? Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, feeling good. It's been a really another interesting week. So yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't know, full of optimism. Awesome. I mean, like, yeah, do you want to go ahead and dig into it? I don't know if you have any personal updates as well or if work has been the most of life right now, but either way, I'm very curious. Yeah. Why don't, I don't know. Why don't you go first? This okay, week? I sure. I feel like I took up I, all the time last time. Oh, I think I went first last time, though, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, um, yeah, happy to. So... Oh my gosh. I feel like so many miscellaneous things have happened this week, but like all good things. I'm feeling more productive from home, like doing a more variety of things. Uh, So I'll start with personal side. I'll start with Spanish because that's a recurring theme. Uh, So last time I mentioned that I signed up for Baselang, which is this kind of online, uh, it's just a a platform basically where you can get online tutoring. Um, And so the interesting thing that you should know also is they have that like $150 US for unlimited lessons a month, but also you can just pay hourly and the hourly rates are super reasonable. So I switched to an hourly plan just because last week I kept like being optimistic about doing a lesson and then I got busy and then there were no slots and I was like, just felt like I was burning the money, kind of how Mm -hmm. you might feel if you have like a gym membership and you don't go, you know? Um, so anyways, I, I did do a, a lesson last week and it was great. I found it so helpful to speak to someone else. Um, and a bit of a confidence booster that I was actually able to have a conversation and understand what they were saying. And, um, they weren't, you know, somebody who I've been working with for a year and a half. So yeah, it was really cool. The teacher I got was great. Um, their assessment was a little bit weird because, um, they kind of just gave me like a slide of sentences and I had to choose if it was like, Oh, this is like present tense with a verb and an adjective and blah, blah. And I was just like, I don't even know those things in English. Like I I can tell you what the sentence means, but I don't know. So, um, but yeah, they have a curriculum you can follow, but also you could just go in and tell the teacher like whatever you want to work on. So for me, I I just want to work on conversation right now. Um, so we just did a bunch of like question answer stuff and yeah, I really liked it. So I'm going to try to do some more this week and they're half an hour lessons. So it's, it's even easier to squeeze into my day and feels like less of a commitment than the hour lessons that I do twice a week because they just mm-hmm. feel so fast, you know? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, yeah. um, yeah, it's good to have like an inside view on, on that because I definitely looked into that before and was curious on it. I was chatting with Julio and he was starting to mention something that they were, I don't know. I think that they're doing about, um, they'll like call you and speak with you in Spanish for a period, like, you know, a short bit of time. And I thought that was a cool kind of, uh, I got to ask more about it. Clearly I'm not giving it like the, uh, the full 
pitch because I don't really know it. But um, but it sounds interesting just to be able to have those like almost forced conversations or like, um, you know, where they'll just call you and it's like, oh, shit, I got to, you know, answer this call and speak Spanish for 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful. So I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but I did that with one of Julio's friends for a little while where we would have a uh, like a, a voice conversation uh, once a day. And it was super helpful. It just uh, yeah. And it was for about 10 minutes. I liked it a lot, but I feel like because I was even like a lot more junior then, it was very difficult for me. And then I kept getting asked the questions like, why can't you talk for the full 10 minutes? And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't have any more words, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was good. We would basically, I would receive topics and then I would do some prep beforehand. Um, but yeah, and I know it's 10 minutes a day, but sometimes if there's prep involved, it's more than 10 minutes a day, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Which I'm sure to some people they should like, it probably feels like you should just be able to squeeze in that like half an hour to like 40 minutes of like time plus prep. But I don't know. Sometimes days get the better of you. Feels like every day lately gets the better of me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Julia. <laughs> okay, yeah. Carry on. <laughs> That's fair. Um, what else? I have been planting a lot. Basically, anything that has a seed has been getting planted at my house. Um, <laughs> watch so out start- seeds. <laughs> what did you You're say? Planted. I said, watch out seeds. You're <laughs> yeah, going to get planted. <laughs> so I started that maybe like three weeks ago. So lots of plants are like coming up and I've been having a lot of fun doing that. I've never really been much into like gardening or plants. I know, I know you are and, and your partner as well. Um, but for me, I just, I never really cared much, but now that I'm inside all the time, it's nice to like create some growth and I'm excited at like, you know, how successful it's been so far. So yeah, I've been having a lot of fun doing that, but I have taken over a good chunk of the kitchen for that hobby of mine right now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, our, I'm staring into a wall of green right now. So yeah, and I love it. So yeah, we don't, we haven't really done, had any good luck with the gardening side of, uh, you know, like trying to grow things that you can eat or whatever. Yeah. All the herbs that we tried to grow died within like four days. Uh, it was, it was a rough scene, but <laughs> like a, a couple of years ago, my brother and I dug a garden in the back and we planted, like we made it all nice. We planted all these things, like not thinking that both of us were leaving the country for like a month and a half at the same time. So it became completely overgrown by the time we came back. But then we went down and looked and there were like all these full size cucumbers and peppers that just like (laughs) made it on their own, you know, without my help. So So that was awesome. So I ended up having a bunch of leftover seeds from when we did that. And I was just bored one day. So I just went to the back and dug up some dirt and (laughs) got started. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I don't know. You gotta, if you have the space for it, then like you may as well. And uh, exactly. Yeah. It's cool. And what else? I think a, l- a little while back, I talked about um, some raspberry pie stuff. So I started messing. I, I ordered a bunch of sensors like a few months ago. I had some trouble actually getting them, but I finally got them. So I was messing around with that uh, earlier this week. And um, in terms of success, the only success I had was like successfully um, destroying many sensors and uh, take two this week. Um <laughs> 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 like by the time I figured out the correct wiring, I had already, I Blown think them up. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, luckily I have like hundreds of sensors, but there's like specific one that I really wanted to work with, which is like a temperature and humidity sensor. And mm. I had two, neither of them appear to be working. And at this point, I think like both the code side and the setup side are correct, but there was a point at which there was some overheating and 
these are like very cheap sensors, you know, like, uh, from China. Like they're, yeah, they're like super, super cheap. So not much for withstanding mistakes. Not a, you know, expensive (laughs) lesson, but maybe it takes a while to ship a new, uh, a yeah. new lesson into your inbox there that's that's the thing is like i was like well i could just i'll just order more but things are not coming so quickly right now as we're at home so i guess i'll just move on to a new kind of sensor and choose a new project <laughs> yeah I- like uh you know i had this goal of sensing temperature but i'll just sense i don't know some motion. other variants yeah, <laughs> yeah motion instead that's but the thing is, sure. is all of these sensors like the wiring is different for them so so um, maybe yeah, screw we'll, those ones up. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to burn a few of those. <laughs> I should probably document my learnings here because I've not done that. Um, and I will forget by next week. Anyways, it was really fun. Um, just to sit down and mess around with that. I have like an older pie and a newer one, but I actually didn't have the, the right dongles because the newer ones all USB C to get it hooked up to my old monitor. So I was working mm-hmm. with the older one. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know what a Raspberry Pi is, oh, it's like a mini point. computer. Maybe everyone does. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe they think we're talking about delicious, <laughs> you know, desserts right now and burning uh, they, those, which is yeah, also that's a really possible. good point. I've many times brought up this topic in conversation and people have been absolutely like, what? what are you talking about? Because it's the name <laughs> of something else, which is a delicious treat. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little computer. People do a lot of kind of like I would say hobbyist projects on it, especially things that might involve like the use of like little sensors or somewhere where you might need like computing power for a project in your house, but you don't want to set up a whole computer. Um, it's about the size of like a credit card. So it doesn't take up much space. That's cool that you are getting to play with all this. Like, you know, get a few more sensors. You'll start getting the hang of like what not to do to burn them instantly. And then like, you'll, you know, probably start getting pretty good at this that's yeah i wish i could show you but i have like essentially these like boxes of sensors where it came with just like a sensor for everything so um Mm -hmm. yeah i'll try to look up some more projects and maybe follow a tutorial more closely um yeah so that's been interesting um in terms of like work and other projects so work has been very busy uh as i mentioned last time but i'm really enjoying it because it just it helps the work days go by. Um, last week and this upcoming week, I've just been facilitating a lot of sessions. So my time is really split between like preparing for sessions and facilitating sessions, which, um, is great. I love doing it. Um, I feel like it's such a useful thing for teams who just need somebody to kind of like wrangle a bunch of people together and guide a conversation for them to like get to the next step in whatever they're doing. Um, so that's been really fun, but also exhausting. Um, my, my days have just kind of been like back to back to back to back meetings. Um, and so now I, I, I need to take some time this afternoon and tomorrow to start prepping for all the additional facilitation coming up this week, but it's been good and I'm, I'm learning a lot and getting to meet a lot of new people, um, you know, remotely. So yeah, that's been great and got to spend some more time with people on the hardware side of things, which I'm just like super eager about and so interested in. And I just kind of keep hinting like, yeah, whenever projects come up there, like just ship me over because I don't know, (laughs) I think it's a, it's a cool space. And even outside of agile coaching, I think there's like a lot of interesting opportunity over there on like, yeah, like project management and coordination and like that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I'm just super fascinated with the space. And in terms of, um, the only other thing that I've really been working on outside of work, uh, is, 
this is going to, this is going to be interesting to explain. Um, it's not the secret project from last week. That one, uh, we're still kind of like in, in a research, um, cycle with that. And we'll all come back together hopefully this week. Um, but one thing that, you know, that I am interested in is skincare in general. Um, and I've always been interested in doing some type of project, small business, something in that space. And so yesterday I ended up in this, this hole where there is this company called the ordinary and they sell skincare products. It's a very popular company because it's very inexpensive and the, the, the products are pretty high quality, but the products are very, 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 very confusing. It's not like a regular cream you would buy in a store. That's like, this cream is for dry skin and you it's for you. You know, it's, it's very much like all the products are just named. They're like, you know, the name of what the acid is or the name of what the oil is or the name of what the peptide is. And they give you little to no direction on the website about what you might want to use this thing for. So it takes people a lot of research to like put all of these products together. And there's a bunch of them that you cannot use together. And most people are getting like their information from like disparate, like blogs and forums online or people who are dermatologists who are actually more familiar with all of what these acids and oils and things do. Anyways, very difficult to navigate. So, uh, I've been thinking for a while that I want to create something to kind of like allow people to have more searchability into these products because like they're a great price point if you can navigate them. Uh, but if you use them incorrectly, then they're kind of ineffective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started, I first, I started with thinking that I would scrape a bunch of this data yesterday. So I built like a small scraper in Python, actually, no, not in Python. And I ended up building it using JavaScript and a library called scrapey, I guess. Um, I love it. I think it's called scrapey. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that was good. But then I realized like my expertise with scraping and like the, the spread out nature of the data, it wasn't like a very efficient route to go. So between three different websites, I'm kind of able to obtain enough information that you could have like uh, enough points of data to usefully search through these products. So basically I started compiling all of that last night. Um, and there's not like a, an overwhelming amount of products. There's maybe like 30 or so. Um, so anyways, as a starting point, I want to bring all of this data together and then share it with like a bunch of people who I know who actually like use the, the company and the product and also just like hopefully share it in some forums online to see the usefulness of this. Um, because I think there's a couple different ways that you could monetize something like this. And I think if it's useful, you could also feasibly scrape the information from different places and compile it more easily in the future. But I kind of just want to do a little proof of concept on the usefulness of this at minimum. It will be useful for me. So, um, yeah, that's what I was working on most of the afternoon and last night. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a cool, I think it's a cool thing to build out. Yeah, that sounds really great. And I like that you're kind of like limiting it um, to, you know, a subset of resources, like only a couple different sites, but not just one so that you know how to deal with different sets of data and bring them together. And then, um, yeah, just also the point of doing this proof of concept to like show some people that, you know, use those um, items and then actually get their thoughts on you know how it could be used or improved and you know 
the monetization side of that, you can start to explore with this subset and, and kind of just like make these really small incremental steps towards something. Uh, that sounds promising for just something to, you know, like you said, see if there's an opportunity, but also just like have a ch have a stab at building something out and then see where it goes. And like, uh, you know, that's, I don't know, that's kind of what I've been trying to do as well. And it's just been cool to like, you know, run really quickly and then get feedback and like see how how all this comes together. So yeah, it's uh that's pretty sweet. Look yeah. forward to Yeah, I think it, it'll be fun. And I think you touched on it a little bit with like some of the tasks that you don't enjoy doing or maybe are not best suited to do. Like I was sitting there yesterday like wrestling trying to build up these scrapers and I thought it's gonna be faster for me to do this another way. And in the long run or even medium to short term, it makes sense for me to get somebody else to do this. So like, I just want to build out, like spend the time to just get all this, this initial data together. It's not data that changes really too frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, like maybe once a quarter. So the necessity of having a working scraper is not that high right now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I haven't had like a little project that I've been interested in for a while other than like blowing up, sensors on my raspberry pi um so yeah that's that's kind of what i'm working on but uh, yeah i'm excited to just like get that final proof of concept together which hopefully i'll finish today um and then share that out uh first and foremost with people that i know i think do you have any like in terms of um a list of things that you want to have finished or like are, how are you managing this project knowing that you're a, a little like pm expertise uh you know, person over here that really that's your forte. Are you, are you just like, you know, a list of things, scratch them off or are you like keeping an, a board, like a, a Kanban or anything? I'm curious. That's a, that's a that. great question. Yeah. Because I conceptualized and started this yesterday, I've not done a lot of that yet. I think at this point, my, my, my goal, like, yeah, it's basically in my head. I, I will likely start planning this out if it's something that I want to do beyond the proof of concept, because the proof of concept is super easy right now. I'm just compiling information from three websites into like a very structured, like, um, spreadsheet. I'm either going to use notion or Airtable just to like, be able to send that out. And I think I'll finish that today and send it out to some people. And then I think based on that, I will probably, I don't know what I would use. Maybe I'll try to use Notion as a Kanban board and uh, and try to figure out next steps that way. But I think, um, yeah, I will I will be happy to talk to that in a future episode because I'll I'll definitely set something up. Yeah, actually, it just kind of reminded me of like when I started working on this beer finder project. I was kind of you know I just like jotted down a few things of like see if it's possible like and it was like very off the cuff. And then as I'm like coding it, I you know. I'm often just like, I'll open a new window, even in VS code, which is like my code editor and just like type a line, like point form for these things that just come to mind. Like, mm -hmm. and then I'll go, sometimes I will go and like put those into notion afterwards. And I, I still do that. Or I'll like just have a to-do list, like wherever I can grab it. I also have like a book that I, I usually sit like 10, 15 minutes every morning and like kind of just like, I don't know, write some things out. And sometimes it gets into the board. Sometimes it doesn't. Like I do have a main spot that I'm keeping all this project management, um, kind of like all the tasks. Um, but there's also just like something to be said about just like ideating and like, I don't know, just like going with the flow and, you know, keep working. And then if, you know, while I'm 
in the coding program i just write a comment there and then i can i can take it out later if i want to so yeah i find the same thing like i i always keep a notebook next to me on my desk during the day and i'll write down random like oh do this do this do that and then towards the end of the day i'll generally go to like my because i use a kanban board in notion for work and then i'll go add the things that are kind of relevant there um but I think, yeah, I, especially because I get distracted really easily, the system of just writing the thing down and not opening 20 more tabs to explore that thing is really important for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just to be like, okay, it's like out of my head, it's down here so I can come back to it later, you know? Yeah. Cause if I don't get it out of my head, it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, sometimes you revisit those things and you're like, well, yeah, I'm not going to forget that. Or yeah, that doesn't need to happen for like six months or something. So like it won't even write this down now, but yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, I just thought of one more interesting small thing, which is that um, a friend of, I guess, ours. So one of Diego's old friends' partners who who you've never met them, but you know of them. Anyways, uh, her name's Bryn, and she was like uh, thinking about starting a podcast. And so she messaged me being like, I heard you have a podcast. Can you walk me through it? I don't know where to start or how to set it up. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Like if somebody asked me this six months ago, I'd be like, I don't know a thing about podcasts, but um, yeah, it turns out we've set one up and we're running one. And it was like, <laughs> it's it's funny because I think also when we went into it, we were just like, wait, I don't even know where to start. Where do you, how do you get these things everywhere? And it's actually not the most difficult process in the world, like getting it um, started up. I think like the editing portion and figuring out the audio stuff is it's tricky, but we also have a friend who's like a sound engineer who I think is going to help her out with all of that, hopefully. So mm-hmm. anyways, it was fun to take some of our learnings from this and and have a chat with her and, and walk her through like how we set it up and figured it out and all that. Um, yeah. So I wrote like a I wrote like a whole kind of like notion page on on how to do that. That's cool. You should post it just like make a I blog should. post about it or something. Because it's very like, personalized right now. But yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, like it's I've already found from uh, when I when people ask me, like, how do you get into coding or development? I like finally after like three or four years, like wrote this one notion thing. And then anytime someone asks me, I can just share this resource with them. And it's been like, I don't know, very helpful. And then also just started to like share. I see other people share it around and stuff, too, which is kind of interesting. But um, yeah, that took us like a good few months to really like figure out. I mean, we were kind of recording already, but we, there were like, there were some questions along the way of like, how do we publish this? What tool should we go with? What are the trade-offs and all this? And, uh, so yeah, that was like a lot of, I don't know. It was like, yeah, three, three ish months before we were really just like in it and rolling smoothly. Yeah. I think some of it's like the nervousness to start also, but, um, yeah, it was, it's been really fun since we did start. And, yeah, obviously you take care of portions that that I don't, especially around editing. Um, so I've watched you do it, which was very interesting. Oh, yeah, but I've that. never, I've never done it. Yeah, because we ended up like super behind on editing episodes because we just were recording them. Remember? Yeah, and it's been a lot better just like kind of doing it almost immediately after. Like I'll edit. Uh, I don't even need to do much there nowadays because we have our levels pretty much set. And, you know, unless there's like a period of like, you know, 10 seconds silence because we like had to go look something up or forgot something like, you know, then I'll go and edit those pieces out. 
and really you know we don't do a whole bunch of editing on the like ums and ahs like we were originally thinking i think we've both actually gotten a lot better at just like speaking comfortably on this podcast as well and uh and so yeah that that's been a i don't know that's been a pretty good process now and then we just ship it out within the coming days i like kind of you know get that file over to you i write the show notes while i'm like uh listening to it they've been a little less detailed lately more just general actually this episode while you were like giving your notes i just made sure to write them down so i like actually know what they uh, uh, super smart super smart i should also just send you my notes after because <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah but it's good for it like just point form and then yeah and then we just like ship it on out you kind of put it on instagram and do some you know social magic there and then uh yeah then the then we week begins yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, that's, that's a bit long winded for me, but that's basically what I've been up to. And I know there's been a lot going on in the world of beer finder. It seems like you're a local celebrity at this point. So (laughs) I am honored to be in the presence of (laughs) and excited to hear about more. Yeah. Gabby keeps saying like that I'm famous and that I'm, you know, forgetting about her and like (laughs) making all these jokes. (laughs) Tell her uh, I feel the pain. I feel, I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh it's pretty funny but yeah it's been it's been pretty cool just to explore this more and still have people using it um okay so overall yeah really good experience continues um man i'm like dealing with a ton of emails (laughs) more than i ever like wanted to like since back in my marketing days it's like that's how i like i'm just dealing with all these emails you know it's crazy uh (laughs) yeah you think you're gonna make a product and just be coding on it that's not really how it works there's like a lot of coordination planning a lot of thinking involved who knew um yeah and then yeah i spend i don't know it's actually like i'll try to get a bit of coding in here and there but on friday like it actually was like almost all meetings or like with gaps in between so it really had no opportunities there to get back in the code. And there's a lot of stuff I want to build there. Um, That's kind of one of the bigger challenges uh, is just knowing, you know, even I'm working with, uh, with Dan and like um, also working with this girl, Jake, who is in the industry. I'll get more into that later, but like even with people kind of like helping you out, there's still so much to balance between when you're the one who's like, got to figure out where this project's going and, and kind of like, you know, I don't know, just know that stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot to coordinate. Um, it's a good point. And also I think not so many people have the immediate uptake that you've had in terms of like all of that communication and having to balance those things immediately as you're still in a super early stage of the product. So I think it's a, an interesting, yeah, an interesting space that you're in and then something to figure out in terms of um, splitting that time. Yeah, it feels like, you know, if this is going to be a thing that there's a bit of a sense of urgency to like getting it out to market um, and like proving it out because it is pretty relevant to this home delivery setup is like, you know, kind of really taking shape now while we're all in quarantine. But like, you know, and I guess the long term bet if this can if this project is going to continue is that there will be some number of people who are still going to you know opt for that convenience after this um pandemic is over and we're able to go outside and yeah 
And so that kind of requires getting people like using this now uh, and making sure that we're like top of mind now so that um, after it's done, like we're still the, the kind of go-to option. Um, okay. I, I have so many notes here. I'll try to like rush through them kind of and no need, just don't stop worry. me when you, uh, when you have questions. <laughs> um, so starting with like goals of the project, we hit all our goals that we had initially set up. We had those three goals, which were like get a hundred email subscribers, uh, get 10,000 visitors to the site and get over a hundred breweries. So that was, we had two out of three last week. We hit the hundred email subscribers because of that change that I mentioned of like improving the pop-up experience. We're yeah. still rolling at about 2% on email um, conversions to the site. So people who yeah. 2% of people will sign up to email, which is like 10 times better than it was before. So that's um, I'm happy with that. We, set new targets for the next uh, two weeks. Um, And so that's kind of like what we're working towards now. Um, I, so those goals are to create city landing pages um, for some of the more popular cities, Toronto, Ottawa, London, Hamilton, Kitchener, Waterloo, um, and, and kind of make those pages um, specific with some content related to, um, to beer delivery beer um and like kind of have the city name and and beer delivery in there uh in the in the copy so that it will start ranking in google Mm -hmm. um so i'm pretty deep into i've built those out and they're actually live on the site now but they're not really linked to from anywhere and um i'm learning a lot of technical seo right now i'm walking through this kind of guide from moz which is a seo tool um, that people use for kind of measuring how effective they're okay. And I should also mention SEO is search engine optimization. Um, and so it just means like how your website is going to rank in Google, how people find you organically, um, mm-hmm. because it's really un- not sustainable to just keep asking media to write about us and like, you know, getting to the top in Reddit and things like that. It's, um, it's got to be a mix of organic and so when people are searching for Toronto beer delivery or Kitchener beer delivery, that will come up as an, as a result. Uh, so I'm learning a lot through this Moz guide and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, but one of the things is like, okay, now we have these pages, but we have to link. You kind of have to have it so that Google can see your main web page and then it kind of acts like a tree down to those other pages and has whatever it can access from there. If they're just like standalone pages, then they're not really going to get crawled because there's not much discoverability. Uh, So I'm learning more on that. And just now I have to think of this kind of link structure and the architecture of the site a bit differently because originally it was just everyone comes to the one page and that's it. But like now I need to account for people who are in these cities that come and then direct them to those pages so that they actually get some traffic. But also if they're not in those cities, still keep them on the main page or something. So, so yeah, I'm like digging into that. It's kind of exciting just to like, I don't know, explore the technical side of SEO a bit more than I have had to previously. I know at Luca, uh, when I was working there, that was a huge focus because of when we rebranded, there were a lot of issues that came from that. And so I, am familiar with some of the challenges. Uh, I never got too deeply involved in a lot of them, but it's been really good to have that experience already in 
the back of my head knowing like what some of the things are to focus on there. Got it. Uh, so that's one of the goals is get those city pages up and running and kind of like searchable and improve our SEO. Um, and then uh, another goal is just to have kind of like X number of social posts and one marketing email. We basically have like um, push six Instagram posts. Uh, I think, you know, so Dan's been helping on some of the s- social stuff and the m- kind of like generalist marketing and those types of things um, on a, you know, volunteer basis. Just like I mentioned, he was helping to get this project up and rolling. Yeah. And I really just want us to be consistent on that because social is one of those things. If you just like post, you know, three times in a day and then like you leave it for three days, like it becomes this like ineffective. It doesn't work as effectively. Uh, So trying to just get that, uh, turn that into a bit of a well-oiled machine so that it just like we can schedule a bunch of stuff and then at least have those naturally sprinkled out and then still some organic social stuff. But um, and are you doing that manually right now? Like, or are you guys looking into anything that like schedules posts or like, what does that um, look like for you? Yeah. So Dan's been like managing that side of things and using this tool called social pilot, which I believe they have their pro plan for like a dollar right now uh, uh-huh. a month, which is not that expensive. <laughs> so I think it's <laughs> I like would a, agree. an ongoing promo or like a, uh, quarantine rate uh, that you see a lot of companies doing right now. Yeah. So that um, I don't know too much about like uh, using it. I've used it maybe once or twice now, but it seems to be doing the job for some of the more like schedule type of stuff that we cool. need to put out. Um, yeah. There's also just like another top priority is developing our initial sales plan um, and kind of like a PDF to go to the breweries and also bring uh, like a top, uh, kind of a top 10 list of contacts uh, at breweries that we should reach out to. Um, and that is so that, yeah, basically within two weeks we can start going to breweries and, and, you know, selling or trying to sell. Cause I want to know sooner than later if this is viable and mm-hmm. if breweries are willing to pay for it, I think that, you know, based on the numbers that I've been crunching, uh, they should be like willing to, but you, you know, just, but that's just based on like the value that we're, I see that we're actually providing, but whether they see that same value is going to depend on what they're willing to pay or if they're willing to pay. So, and so when you, when you're, pitching them what exactly are you pitching them because right now they are on the platform with with no financial commitment and you're driving traffic to them so yeah what's the sales pitch like yeah look like yeah so that's what we need to narrow in on but basically um we're not going to be able to continue with just like what we have for free for breweries it's going to have to be like this is a trial um, basically we're like piloting this and now that we're seeing like the proof of concept is working, you know, we're going to start converting breweries into, is into customers. And then we're not gonna, we're probably going to have to remove or like, un like, I don't know what, you, how do you say that? Like, just like deprioritize breweries that are not paying. Um, 
So whether that's by, yeah, we actually don't show breweries that are not paying anything or we just have them on the site kind of listed as this brewery delivers. And it's as simple as that. Um, the part that I don't like about it is that it makes the user experience, like the user yeah. experience depends on this, you know, because it's like if you take away breweries, then they don't get as many options on the site. Um, but I really think that after looking at different options, um, such as like affiliate programs, most breweries are not going to have an affiliate program to just do like a straight up percentage deal. So, um, so that's really going to be hard um, to, to go about. There's also the opportunity of like putting a bunch of ads on the site that are like kind of beer related that mm -hmm. also, in my opinion, worsens the site um, in a way um, just by putting all these ads everywhere. And yeah, then, it's it's interesting. Yeah. One thing that I'm thinking is like you have all of these these breweries on here right now. I wonder if it like there's some fashion in which it's like you reach out to all of the breweries, you let them know that you've like been trialing this at a cost, and then maybe you have tiers. Like if you drive X and um, X amount of traffic to a site, like they just stay free. It's like it is what it is. But if like you're on the site and and beer finder is driving like this many whatever to your site, then like you would pay X percent or X percent. So people are like opting into being on the site with the understanding that as traffic increases, like there will be a cost associated. Um, yeah, it's it's a heavy push for sure because it it involves speaking to all the breweries. And I'm trying to think about like how do you do this in a fair way as well um, while trying to maintain as many breweries as possible on the site yeah the way that i am initially thinking definitely involves tiers um and we're still narrowing in on this um but um likely there will be some sort of base plan that is somewhere in the range of you know 50 to 75 dollars a month mm -hmm. to be on the site and kind of be able to like see your brewery and like see the results there. Um, but there may be limits around if you start clicking like IPA and ale and those types of things that maybe those they don't show up there. It's more like if you're just searching by brewery, you could like see the results like that because a lot of people are doing that. But it, there's also more people who are searching by these characteristics and styles. Got so it. I'm That's thinking interesting. Yeah. that might be a differentiator there. Um, and the kind of like easy pitch there is like, okay, for an average order size is around 65 to $80 for any one of these breweries. If you make one sale, you've paid for your membership from yeah. the site. So that's kind of the initial thinking is like the base plan. And then the plan above that, and all of this could change by next week. <laughs> you know, we're like yeah. really like figuring out how to tier this right now. So I don't know, uh, but I'm I like talking about it openly while I can, and just like so, the next level up would be anywhere between like two to two fifty or something around that, uh, where you actually get that searchability. Um, where you're clicking through IPA and uh, the different tags and stuff. And I, what I'm leaning towards, and I got to talk with everyone about this too, is that um, as an incentive to be kind of an early uh, brewery, you know, client, partner, however you want to word that, um, we promote like any breweries that join early, 
anytime you search for like IPA or any of these um, characteristics, we put those partner breweries to the top of the list. Mm-hmm. We have over a thousand beers. So when you start getting into that many to scroll through, those top like two rows become very crucial positions to be in. They're yeah. like very, um, I don't know, valuable. Like we've already seen it. We're giving the bulk of traffic to this brewery, a thousand islands brewery, just because they start with the number one. Oh, interesting. <laughs> They're like interesting. some random brewery uh, like near ottawa uh and they're probably like e- if they are even checking their analytics they're like what is all this coming from you know yeah but like, uh so that's my initial thinking is like i think later on that changes a bit but that's kind of where i'm coming from is like you know the earlier you become a partner the more you get pushed to the top and like you know as more partners come on then those results go kind of to the top and then um other ones kind of fall below it. And then eventually maybe that changes a bit, but that's, uh, yeah, I think the only thing that sticks out at me for consideration, because when you first said, Oh, if you, you pay for searchability initially, I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense from like a a value proposition for the brewery standpoint. What I wonder is as a user, how annoyed will I be if I realize that when I click on IPA, I'm not getting all of the IPAs and like, you know what I mean? Like, because people will notice. Right. And so obviously the ideal is that like everybody pays something. So they end up in like the, the searchable format, but I'm just imagining myself as a user and how I would probably perceive that as a bug. Do you know what I mean? Unless it was framed in a very specific way. I think, yeah, even what you just called out kind of spoke to like how I'm uh, resolving this problem as we, as we speak like i was literally just in the ticket in notion this morning kind of trying to craft this and Mm -hmm. yeah part of that is yeah maybe at this point they're all still showing in the results but uh but again the kind of higher tier gets pushed into that um yeah you know if you're paying the 200 bucks like again or two whatever however much it is it's like that's still only three or four purchases in a month that are needed to pay for this thing yeah and it puts you in those top placement spots, which are getting significantly more clicks than other other positions. And then it solves that problem that you're talking about. Of yeah. like, they're actually still on the list. They're just lower. So that's kind of like the $50 tier. And if you can't spend $50 on this, then and you're not willing to kind of like bring us into the ecosystem here, like it, I d- yeah. actually don't think it's a big ask for most of these breweries. Like there's... They're spending significant amounts on other things there's a lot of opportunity to have direct to consumer uh profit margins versus the lcbo takes like uh higher profit like they take a lot of margin out of what you can make so i i think we have like quite a valuable proposition here we just have to word it properly and make sure that those tiers make sense for everyone on the brewery side and on the user side so yeah, totally. And I think one other thing that I would, you, everything I say, it seems you've considered, but as I think about this is, you know, those top two tiers genuinely there it's ad space. Right. And so like similar, I only know a little bit of, you know, about banner, like ad realm stick with me for a second here, but as you go on websites, you know, like different banner ads actually rotate through um, that spot. Obviously nowadays things are significantly more targeted, but like olden days, it was more of like a rotation type thing. So as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking, okay, so obviously from your standpoint, you want to get more and more 
breweries to sign up for the featured spot. But as a brewery, I also want to understand like what percentage of impressions am I actually in the top spot for? And I imagine you're going to have the fun task of like actually having to rotate through those people in like a, in a fair fashion, which like, I think that's a challenge in and of itself, but also like, how do you ensure that the value of that is not diluted by too many people buying it? And so I, and then I started thinking about like, billboards in general, like physical billboards and, you know, like people buy the space for like a month for a season for whatever, Mm -hmm. which is, is less of, of something that you would want because you want to get people on these like, you know, recurring plans. Um, but these are just like the, the different things that I'm thinking about, um, in terms of like selling, essentially selling that space. Um, and I also wonder how you could use like, um, some of the like city landing pages or geolocating people or whatever it is such that like, you know, people could buy like region specific featured or whatever it is. Um, cause it, it almost gives you more to sell, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, for the region specific, I'll speak to that first and that, you know, at the moment, each individual landing page right now, they have zero traffic, but they will also have less traffic than the, the main one. But ideally collectively, they will come to the same amount of traffic that we've had on the site already. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the target to to launch with has to be going after breweries that are d- shipping across Ontario. And there's yeah. a, a large number of them. And those are bigger clients that like, these are not big spends to them anyway. They're spending yeah. way more than that on just like general advertising, you know, just to reach a uh, less niche demographic anyway. So that is kind of, yeah, like I do think, yeah, you have a, a, a good point and there will be like, some regional um part of this later and then going to the other part which is kind of like yeah making sure that we're um reaching those um or kind of like cycling through the higher value spots i think at this point it can be as simple as just randomizing you know um any of the early partners and i think that all of this value prop has to change a bit over time because like you said it, that dilutes a bit. But part of our early selling proposition is like getting those early partners in, pushes them to the top. Yep. Eventually we won't be showing everyone probably uh, like we're not going to show people that are paying nothing in Mm -hmm. the results. And just as like, this is kind of how directories unfortunately have to work is there has to be like a, a membership side of things. Um, and so what I think ends up happening is yeah, you end up paying what you're paying for is that searchability in general for now being an early partner, it pushes you to the top of the results as more partners come in. You're right. It dilutes, but that just becomes kind of the, uh, and we have to like figure out how to, position this probably but basically the plan is like if you are a partner now you get pushed to the top of the results and that you know slowly over time yes it does become a bit more diluted but that's also just part of like you were an early partner so that's the early benefit is you're at the top of the results but the general play there is like you're in the search results um Mm -hmm. and then maybe eventually it becomes more that becoming at the top of the results is like a promoted listing and so you would pay for a specific beer for example to be listed and maybe you have a promo code or something and so that would be more on a like you know spend per 
thousand views or spend per spend per day or something. Oh yeah. Um, so in the early stages, yeah, those types of metrics of like um, being able to know exact numbers around it, it's not all there. You know, a bit of the pitch has to be like we're new and we're taking a chance on each other. You're taking a chance that we're gonna bring us into this kind of like online digital space and we're going to keep developing this and making this better for you and also making sure that we keep um, traffic coming in, that we keep improving the site. We'll get Mm -hmm. better at um, maybe working towards a CPM model, which is like cost per thousand, uh, you know, being able to have better metrics there. But for the meantime, it's more of like a membership basis that is... um, And as long as we're making sure that the value is there um and we're severely over delivering then i think it's uh an easier sell and we can get closer to what that is later yeah i think that makes sense it's like it's it's good to just start start with something like start just trying to see if you can get you know that money in the door um so yeah i think uh you'll have probably some very interesting conversations about that um in the coming week yeah yeah because i think we'll probably we probably won't start pitching until obviously we have this whole thing formulated in a way that we can go and talk to breweries. I still think it's going to be challenging to get people on board. Um, and that will be, that's why I want to really just start as soon as possible to know if this is even remotely viable. If Mm -hmm. it is, and we start seeing that, you know, say we get five, 10, uh, 20 breweries on board, um, in the coming couple months, then that shows me there's like a definite way that we can make this work and we should just go really hard at it. Move like there's opportunity to move this out West as well. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of breweries out there that can also ship direct to consumer. So, so it becomes like a bit of a expansion at that point. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so those are kind of the main goals for the coming weeks. Uh, also, yeah, last week, hired someone to do some PR, which is like part of what you saw the results of, uh, you know, getting BlogTO to mention us. And then also uh, Daily Hive is like a online publication managed also by BlogTO, I believe. It's like a, a partner corporation or something. Mm. Um, and that was, you know, good to see that we could gain some traction there. I think there's opportunity to um, pour more gas on that. Uh, at some point, but yeah. just knowing that it's uh, an option is is really good. Uh, that was an interesting experience. Like just hiring someone, I didn't know them. You know, there's like it was a bit of just like through the grapevine, um, and yeah, it was just tricky. Um, I, like we did end up getting some results from it, um, but it's just tricky working with people that you, especially that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And knowing if you're going to get the results that you want. I also, you know, in full transparency, like, you know, she wrote a press release and there was some like, just like general errors that in, in like spelling mistakes and things yeah. that like kind of for me, I, I'm like wary of to just let someone run with that yeah. and kind of be the face of how the company is put out there. Yep. I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I also just 
needed to, you know, it was kind of bothering me, keeping me up at night, just like worrying about this stuff. And like this whole thing is just supposed to be fun. And so at the end of the day, it's also just like, well, let let people run with what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, we did end up getting some good results from it. So cool. um, and that's a bit of a learning too. Um, I think, yeah, the the biggest things that are challenging right now in all this is not the technical. It's not the, you know, like it's not anything product related. It's all people related. It's like the challenges of working with, you know, working with friends, Dan on this, working with people I don't know. Like this, yeah. I mentioned uh, Jake, you know, being so Jake is uh, she runs an import company out West and has worked in the beer industry for 20 some odd or almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And um, and she was also kind of um, like came to the project through my network indirectly when we were looking for people to help us with PR. And, you know, she's interested now in partnering and I'm also interested in exploring that because she has a whole ton of connections in the beer industry. Yeah. Um, She's out West, but she is from Ontario and has worked with a lot of the breweries out here and has, has started kind of connecting us with people in that space as well. And, you know, that's the stuff that, keeps me up at night is like how do we make how do i how do you split a company up that right now it's worth absolutely nothing but also could be worth something or like how do you structure it in a way that is fair for everyone but also like if someone stops working on this within you know three months then i'm not just like well they own this much of a company (laughs) now and just like coast by on it you know there's a lot of like challenges there to figure out that I wasn't really expecting to be exploring this early. I honestly, if you asked me like a couple of months ago, what kind of project I'd start, it would be like an independent solo hacking, you know, project yeah. on something. And it's exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> so uh, I'm just like trying to have conversations about that what, and write down notes on it and just like generally keep open communication about it. Like uh, with the you know people involved but also just open communication with myself on it trying to figure out where uh where i land on it because it's it's really tricky um to go a bit deeper on that is just you know like i'm working pretty much full-time on this thing and like going pretty hard on on just like pushing this and you know dan is helping on an as can do capacity uh Mm -hmm. right now which is like awesome because like he kind of signed on early and just is like, Hey, let me help do this. And, you know, but also there's now parts. It's like, well, I really want to make sure that we're actually pushing this hard on social media and marketing. And if you're only there for like X number of hours, then like, and I don't know what's going to get done, then I need to go and pick up the pieces there. So, and likewise, so it kind of, there's all this stuff that does need to be done because there's a ton of product work to, to do and yeah. there's a ton of marketing work to do and there's a ton of generalist stuff to do and trying to balance those, figure out what the value is on that. How can I start paying him when we don't have money coming in? It's almost yeah. like, you know, we have a, it's almost like a promise of like, as soon as money starts coming in the door, we'll start, you know, giving you an hourly rate, but that may not happen if no yeah. breweries sign up. So that's what we're trying to figure out. And I think it's interesting. Like, unfortunately, like the position that you're in of not paying someone is like, you're, you're in that situation where it's like, you really do kind of just have to take what is 
what they're offering. Um, you know what I mean? Like in terms of like time and capacity. And I remember like way back when with data hen, like a year before I started working there when they were pitching like their first, like, you know, client that would have been like a well over like a million dollar contract. But like if it happened, they could take the business full time, but if it didn't, it didn't. And I I decided at that time to like, you know, go all in with them for a couple of weeks, get all the pitch together, do all that, knowing that like there might not be money on the other side of it. And I think, you know, like it seems like you found somebody who's, who's similarly like passionate about what you're doing and interested in helping, but um, there's probably an expiration date too. Right. Um, So I guess the hope and the ideal is like, get out there sell some stuff. And then, uh, that doesn't solve all the problems in terms of like ownership and figuring that stuff out. But, um, yeah, I think in the immediate, it's probably going to like, you're going to probably have to stitch together some of that stuff that, um, doesn't get done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what's happening. And you know, it's fine. Like I'm juggling and like things are moving along and they're moving along pretty quickly even. So, um, so it's it's more just like yeah these are the challenges of like yeah that for you sure don't really uh maybe you do think about them but i i certainly wasn't like until <laughs> now and and yeah the more people that are involved the more challenging that gets you know do you there's just so many ways you can you can slice that up that yeah. it's uh, it's hard to know uh so i'm sure i'll have more on that as as things play out too but i wanted to just uh, make sure i mentioned like the challenges of all this too and i think that's pretty much it uh outside of this it's just been um i don't know nothing (laughs) we hang around the house (laughs) i've been playing piano a bit each day which is nice i got a new piano like a few weeks ago so it's nice to just sit and like you know kind of it's meditative to just sit at this you know, instrument and play it. So, yeah, I saw that you were looking for someone to move a piano and I was uncertain if it was for yourself or for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. It was for myself and, uh, kind of all came together really quickly. It was just this free Kijiji piano, uh, that I just had to hire a mover to, to do that. And so, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's severely out of tune, but there's a register, like a couple keys in there that are not, too badly out of tune so i can play within <laughs> that range so got it it's been that and then um you know going for walks with gramps and and um i don't know just like oh it, you know it's kind of nice to like right now i'm also don't have like a full-time job so like the other day my um actually i probably shouldn't get into this because it's a secret it's for a birthday <laughs> secret Um, (laughs) so i'll just be vague about it but like basically someone reached out like hey we want to do something nice for their birthday and i was like yeah definitely and i can put some time into that and actually like think about it and like offer to help with those types of things and like the organization so it's like nice to just be able to like you know do some of that as well and hopefully i'll get out and do some like skateboarding too because that's kind of a solo outdoor activity i can do in this in this time so and the weather, the weather's quite nice today. So hopefully you get out for a walk or skate yeah. or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So. Well, lots of great updates. It seems like you're navigating a lot of newness. Um, yeah, I'm excited to just like continue hearing more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Well, we'll wrap it at that. Yeah. Um, so where can people find us, Cam? They can find us on the internet at workpalspodcast.com or on Twitter at workpals. Awesome. Take care. Later. Bye.